So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. Yeah. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself <laughs> for the better. I cannot stand the man. That's the, the only time I've ever felt like a man. They're corrupt people. Two, three, is it working? You just don't care about the sound anymore, do you? You're on, baby. We're rolling. You don't care about the sound anymore. I care about the sound. The sound's working. I already did the sound. What you were doing? I feel you like were, we do no sound checks anymore. You were fifth faffing. All right, do your sound check. Hello, 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 hello. Actually, you could do it with a bit more volume. Yeah, see? Okay. You don't give a shit anymore. I give shit. Okay, welcome to The Resentment List. Oh, no, I plan to say welcome to another episode of The Resentment List. I like when people say that. So, welcome to another episode of The Resentment List. <laughs> what? Why? With, I don't know. It sounds profesh. Oh. With your hosts, Naomi and Ben. We're siblings with hang-ups. Lots of them. And we're here to say, hi, how are you? Are you good? What are you doing with your life? Do you feel happy within yourself? Do you feel like you're on the right path? No, this is about us, not them. Well, they can have some reflective time. Okay. All right. Well, what's going on? Um, How's your week been? Uh, look, it's been, it's been fine. It's been... You're back at it's work? It's just been fine. All right? It's been... That's all. That's all to say. I'm sick of this fucking isolation. I'm sick of not doing anything. Um, it's just boring. I'm just bored, and um, and yeah, uh, work's been really slow. Um, it's been fine being back at work, but it's pretty much the same as being at home. It's just slow. The days are long. Um, not a lot of fun to be had. Um, I'm fine. I'm loving it. Really? I'm actually. I know this is awful to say, but. Sometimes I get scared when I see they're not like sad when the numbers go down. I know that's awful, but like I just kind of like my life like this. Like I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I think it's over for this corona. I'm sorry to say. I know you're sad to see it go, but um. Why? What? what do I you think. Mean? Well, what? I hate to say this. I think well, I don't want to get complacent or anything, but the numbers are a lot lower in several countries than projected. So the death rates lower than we but thought. But that's great. It is great. Not for my but, life, but... But the reason, the reason you're not supposed to say is because then people get complacent and they stop social distancing. Well, I mean, exactly. So, I think everyone's getting a bit lax. Like, I'm getting lax too. I went and saw mum. I didn't have a mask. I washed my hands, but, you know, I would have... If I had the vid, she would have got it. Um, and my friend asked me if we wanted, she wanted to catch up with me the other day and I said, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, lock and load it, baby. I think... I think um, I think this could be, this could be the end of the. I think we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm, yeah, but I spoke to a few people and they think, yes, maybe, but it could come back. Like it's not as if like it's never. Like if we open our borders, it could come back. No, I think we should keep our borders closed. But I think, um, like they said, they said, Scomo soon he's going to announce 
um, he's he's moving to the phase of announcing a plan to open up things. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, what about fucking um, what's his face? Uh, Trump. He's already opening stuff, and America's fucked. Nah, they're good, man. Everywhere's oh, chill. I thought they were America was fucked. They had a lot of cases, but they were like they projected. Um, uh, initially, they projected um, fuck, they projected uh, two like two million deaths, okay. and now they're projecting sixty five thousand. So all the models are projecting a lot lower than they previously thought. Well, that's good news. It's great news. Um, but I'm I'm ready to get this party started. Okay, Let's get what, the footy season back on. Uh, okay, so what, what do you... Because you're an introvert like me and we're going to go back to the personality test soon to see what I got as the result and what you got. But what do you... As an introvert, I'm surprised that you're so... You're so ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I don't... Um, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if my life would be any different. That's a thing. But I think it's just it's just a feeling. It's just this feeling of stasis we're in and um I like, it. I like a it. lot of people are saying like oh for depressive types they actually feel better because everyone's in the same I boat i feel so much better yeah but i kind of i am a little bit the opposite and i'm like i probably will still never leave my house but <laughs> i like i like the idea of being able to you know yeah, what i mean but what about the pressure see i often feel a pressure to to be more social and i the fact that i don't have the pressure and i also have an excuse not to see people it just gives me so much pleasure like you don't understand um. Yeah, I think I'm more of an extrovert than you. I think I think that's what we're saying in real um, time. Um. Well, a lot of people would disagree with that. I think the 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 times have changed. The things have shifted. Well, okay. Um, what would you, what do you want to do? What what do you, you said you're still not going to go out, but you obviously want to go out. What would you do if you could do anything today? Um. I want to see you know see some friends, go to the movie theater, um, go to some gigs or something. You yeah. know. I just want to have some fun, baby. Fun in the sun. I don't really... I think you're just like... I think you're just bored. I don't think you really want to do any of that stuff. To Why? How, how dare you doubt me? What do you mean? I want to do stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You don't think I want to do stuff? No. I want to do stuff. No. Um, um, okay, let's do this test. So let's go... We're kind of over it, Ben was saying. <laughs> so like, so oh, last yeah. week we said, we're doing this test and we're going to let you know about the results next week. But a week has passed and I'm kind of already over this shit. So. Yeah, this is classic only four second hot. Is she um she fucking got so into the test for twenty four hours? I sent it to all it my to, friends to her whole contact list. She yeah. sent it to like, what are you? What are you? Let's let's figure. It. Then she used to go into a mode of freaking out about it. Oh, I think I'm too similar to this person. What am yeah, I gonna do? Okay, so I got so we went on. If you want to check it out, it's sixteenpersonalities.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, and basically, but everyone, a couple of people were like, uh, this isn't even a good test, like this what's his what are they what are their names it's an old test um Myers and Briggs apparently the Enneagram is better to do so I'm gonna go do that one I don't know if you I think you have to pay to do that one but so if I can find a free version I'm gonna do that one but this one's called 16personalities.com it's by it's it's based on the Myers and Briggs but they've streamlined it yeah it's kind of shit can you get back on it yeah so I got um the mediator and the media mediator is what is it? Intuitive. What what is those things called? I, don't f- I can't remember what they're called, bro. Um. So yeah. So you get. Well, how can you describe? Oh, well, did we describe it last week already? So you get like. So people are like. You're either an extrovert. Um. You've like got extrovert qualities, introvert qualities. Intuitive um, or thinking? No, intuitive or something else. Yeah. So uh, here we go. 
introverted. So a mediator is introverted, intuitive, feeling and prospecting, making up only 4% of the population. Um, they tend to be quiet, open-minded, imaginative and apply a caring and creative approach to everything they do. So um, I got quite high introversion um, and it also – so I would say this is pretty spot on for me, to be honest. Um, the highlights, you know, said that they, they're most likely to be write, poets, writers and actors um, – Mediators have a talent for self-expression, revealing their beauty and their secrets through metaphors and fictional characters. Mm. Um, they, they, mediators may start to lose touch, withdrawing into hermit mode and can take a great deal of energy from their friends or partners to bring them back into the real world. Um, you know, I'm also impractical apparently. When something captures my imagination, I can neglect practical matters like day-to-day maintenance and simple pleasures. Very true, um, and I, and apparently I don't like dis, I dislike dealing with data. So I overall I think it was just pretty, pretty um pretty spot on. And then I got Tristan to do it, and he got the exact same. He got less introversion, like his percentages were less introversion, but he got same. So we're both mediators. So then I had a freak out that we were too alike, and that um maybe it was a bad that we we're a bad match. But you got over that pretty quickly. Yeah, I got over that. Um, yeah. and then you got in the same. You got in the same, like, because there's different groups of these types of personalities and we're in the same group. So, we were in the diplomat group and you got um, diplomat and what I found on yours, yours was pretty spot on too. And, yeah. and, and, and fun fact, so our dad got the same as me and Tristan and my mum got the same as Ben. So, we're I a family of... the same. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew. Okay, for, but I want to still go through your one first. Oh, okay. Okay, this is the thing. There's only a few notes I took here, but this is the thing that I think really, um, really resonated with me that that you have is um, one of the things they said about mediators was you look for the hint of good in people, Do and I? I and I think that's really good. Like you could have the worst person, like you would be looking at like Saddam Hussein on trial, um, about to be hanged, and you'd be like. Oh, his facial hair's looking quite nice. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, you, you really are. Um, you really are probably the most empathetic person um, around today, known today. I disagree. I think you're right in some way, but in another way, I'd also, I, te- I do have a bad quality of like, I kind of dislike people straight away. Like, I do see the good in people, but usually it's only like famous people or like people that are like have gone through a lot of adversity. Like general day to day people, I often disregard them, and I'm just like, oh, I don't like that person. So I'm not one of those people that are like always like really nice to people. That's what I didn't understand of that one. Like I'm not nice to people, and I I I often see people's faults. I think you do, but I think I think the thing is, is like as soon as you get a little bit of distance from someone you can see the good in them yeah, and you maybe. can see you can see things from from their perspective a little bit maybe um no matter who they are hopefully um okay let's move on to my guy oh no wait well, i got one more, more for you oh, that was it that was you one more. <laughs> two <laughs> things okay <laughs> heaps of mine and then okay yeah okay one of the things they said is easily speaking in metaphors and parables and i wrote not that easy because <laughs> <laughs> you do try to speak in metaphors but you kind of don't get them right. <laughs> so, Omi's known for stuffing them up. We talk about it a lot. Well, I attempted she it. She says, um, she, instead of spanner in the works, she says dagger in the works. What are some other ones? Some other pearls? Uh, oh, fuck, I don't know. There's so many. There's been a lot. Oh, she Sun, really Jim and Harry. Sun, Jim Sun and Dog Harry. and Harry. I don't know. Sun, Jim. What's the original of that? Sun, 
Dick and Harry? Tom, Dick and Harry? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I say different. Yeah, so every saying I say different. But I mean, at least I try. All right, let's yeah, go to you yours. You try, okay. So, so you're, you're the rarest type. I'm rare, baby. I'm a bloody diamond in the rough. Um, they say it takes up less than 1% of the population. Wow. So I'm bloody rare as a bloody pearl. Um, and so what I've written for mine is, so I, mine is like, you know, really introverted and like I like uh, want to change the world and like never think of myself and blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think anyone would say that I never think of myself. Like I'm quite, I'm quite, uh, I can be quite selfish at times. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I, th- I don't, I would never say you're like, I would never say that as one of your qualities. Like I would never say like, yeah, he's, I would never, that would never be something that I would put on the top of your qualities. Um, you can be selfish, but everyone can be selfish. Well, what, but one of the things I didn't see on here is um, I'm really defensive of my needs. Mm. Um, that is kind of sometimes comes out as a selfish trait. I guess when they said um, that you can fight back in irrational ways when you feel personally attacked, that kind of represents that. Mm. Like I get, I get, I have like as we mentioned before, I have an anger problem, and when I feel like abandoned or betrayed, mm. I get real hot. Well, that's under what the I collar. put when so- it's sensitive. Yeah. This is one of your um, negatives. When someone challenges or criticizes advocates, principles or values, they are likely to receive an alarmingly strong response. Oh, yeah, that's I alarming. Can, I can definitely. People with the advocate personality type are highly vulnerable to criticism and conflict. Questioning their motives is the quickest way to their bad side. Okay, I can attest to that. Like, if I ever say anything about Ben's motives, I'm fucked. And then the other one is extremely private. This is very true. Advocates tend to present themselves as the culmination of an idea. This is partly because they believe in this idea, but blah, blah, blah. Extremely private when it comes to their personal lives. Well, this is really, this is an interesting thing in the podcast. People go, oh, um, you know, you have a podcast, they think. Oh, you have a podcast, you're not private. You talk about your personal life. You talk about shitting and, and fucking and all this shit. But um, Omi would know, and a lot of people know, there's lots of things, there's lots of subjects that I would just never talk about on the podcast. Oh, actually, I was talking to someone about this the other day. They were saying the same thing, and I was like, it seems as though we're like no holds barred and we like say everything that we want to say. But yeah, there's definitely both of us. There's subjects a part of our lives that we just never mention on the pod. Yeah, like I won't, I won't talk about work. Um, I won't really talk about. Um, I don't really talk about relationships that much. No, we never bring um, up. Yeah, what about you? What are the things you don't bring up? I bring don't bring up heaps of stuff. Like the stuff that really bothers me. Like the stuff that I keep keeps me up at three a.m. As people like to say, like I wouldn't bring it on the pod. Like I have, like they're not they're not like juicy secrets or anything they're just things that i don't think are appropriate to talk about and like obviously like if i was having a problem with like that's what i was thinking this week because i was listening to bobby lee um on tiger belly and like thinking about how i love that podcast like why i love that podcast so much and it's because he literally talks about everything like he'll talk about gripes that he has with friends and why he's resentful at people and I was like thinking yeah like their level of um of of I guess what's the word like their level of sharing their lives is so much higher than what we do like you would think that we share a lot which we do but we share more than some podcasts but less than others shall we say yeah and I think it's hard for people to understand because we do share more because this podcast, I mean, like like three people listen to it, but um, it's 
It's so more than that. Yeah, it's it's it's. Don't yeah. pretend that this podcast is unpopular because then the people that are, do listen are going to go, oh, we're the only ones. I'm going to bail. No, see, this is, I hate this kind of thing. I hate this thing where I hate this kind of weird like kabuki superstition. Kabuki. Thing. I don't know what's what kabuki. kabuki. I don't know what kabuki. I do. Is. There's something. Super, I don't like superstition where people are like. Oh, if people, like, if we say, for example, if we say, oh, I'm tired today, then people will go, oh, they don't want to do the podcast. They don't want to, they, I'm not going to listen because, like, they're still, they're still going to, if they enjoy the content, they're going to listen to the podcast. So they're not going to be tricked into, like, oh, not enough people listen to this podcast. I can only listen to a thing that a lot of people listen to. People love being part of a small group. Or a big group. There's there's no, benefits but to both. There's more than three people that listen to it. Yeah, there is, but it was just a joke, all right? Yeah, we exaggerate whatever, all the time. Whatever, uh, thousands of people listen to it. We are we've been our numbers have been great, so thank you for that. The the <laughs> the COVID, I mean, there's some silver linings, maybe. Um Okay, one other thing is um people see you as if you're a um what am I called? What was that advocate? Um is a quiet extrovert people see me as um but don't be alarmed when they withdraw no i'm not alarmed because you like you you're very withdrawing yeah but that's the thing like i'm 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 dating a lady at the moment she she always because i'm sensitive and i withdraw every time i withdraw she thinks i'm offended Mm. and so it is i understand it is quite hard for people that are getting to to know me and it's like sometimes i'll go quiet because i'm offended but most of the time that i go quiet is just because i have too much stimulation and i just need to be quiet for mm. a little bit so that's part of it too um this one reminded me of mum, and also i have this trait as well is that once that that um this personality type the advocate we are very tolerant but only up to a certain point and run, once we reach that point, we're done with you. Yes, yeah, so true. Yeah, so me and mum both have this quality of like, if you have, you know, broken the last straw, whatever the fucking saying is, then we're just completely done. Um, so, yeah, if uh, that happens a lot with me, um, I don't, I don't give people, I give people a second chance, third chance, but to fourth chance, you're bloody out. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Strong cool. opinions. That's me. Yeah, com. Let's just wrap this up now. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's always a vote of confidence. It's always good. Um, I've got a new obsession I want to talk about. Okay, well, I'll just put I'll just put all my notes away. Okay? I painstakingly fucking did this fucking segment. We'll go into your fucking obsession. Okay, it's probably gonna last for five minutes anyway. Okay, go yeah, on. So my new obsession. Well, it's actually an old obsession, but I'm back obsessed with pedophile priests. <laughs> Ben's just c- c- having a sip of coffee and like trying to come to terms with this. I don't. Know, I don't know what. I, what. What are you obsessed about? I don't know how to broach this subject. Okay, so I just finished watching a show called The Keepers on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I should preface this and say I watched this obsession started with um, what was that one that movie that came out um. Silence in the Silence in the House of God or whatever. The fuck? Um, silence in the House of God. It was like a, it was a movie that like won all these awards and it was like one of one of the big ones like in the last ten years. Um, so hang on, I'm gonna find it. Silence wasn't in it, the wasn't Spotlight one as well. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Silent in the House. Okay, of we don't need another game. We go another thing. Okay, so 
Yeah, Silence in the House. Ha- yeah, so it's Mia Maxima Culpa, Silence in the House of God. So it's all started with that. Um, and that was about, I can't remember what it was about, but it was about the um, the protection, like protection of um, clerical sex abuse in the United States. And I watched that because everyone was going on about it. So I love like watching things that are really um, controversial. Anyway, so I got obsessed with it around then and then I stopped getting, then I was stopped obsessed with it. And then obviously all this shit happened with um, Pell, that guy, what's his name? Cardinal Cardinal fucking Pell. Pell. Um, And that was going on in the background and I kind of just ignored it. I just couldn't be bothered with it. Um, And then me and mum watched this thing over the weekend called The Keepers and it's about this nun that got killed in 1969. It starts to be like – it starts off as a murder mystery and it's a nun that got killed in 1969 and it never got solved – um, and these two ladies that were in her class back in the back then in the sixties um, wanted to find out what what happened to her. So they kind of became these like Nancy Drews, and um, basically the the guy what, this their ne- nephew or someone some guy ended up filming this documentary about the murder. And what happened was they uncovered all this sexual abuse that had happened in this high school of where this woman worked where the nun worked and it was this um priest who was absolutely sadistic fuck and he abused all these people and it's just horrific um and yeah so anyway so then then the archdiocese of baltimore it was set in baltimore covered it up and just the usual fucking story of the catholic church you know the usual shit that we all know now but as usual, I can't just watch something and then forget about it. I get into this like research, like I get into like research. So last night I spent, I finished it. So we watched it over the whole weekend and last night I went crazy like how I am with the serial killers. Sometimes when I watch serial, well, a lot of the times I watch serial killer stuff, I have to know everything about the serial killer and I find out I get like fucking reports. I get fucking, I go crazy. I'm just a yeah. real research freak. Yeah. Anyway, so I started going into it. And just that whole question, like the co- like, I think it's the um, conspiracy theory, th- not even conspiracy theory, but that thing of like, why are all these priests fucking pedos, and how come the Catholic Church are so fucked in their dealings with it? Um, and I just went into a rabbit hole. Well, we said like we discussed this um, off air with with Tristan, and saying like. The Catholic Church is almost like the perfect storm. So I don't think it's like, I don't think it's one issue that creates this pedophile. I think one of the biggest ones is that they, they, um, they don't, they're not allowed to be married or have sex. Mm. And so, you know, you don't want to say, okay, anyone, anyone who's not married or celibate or whatever, they're automatically a pedophile. But I think those predisposed to any kind of paraphilia, it's going to be if they don't have a way of expressing their sexuality it's more likely to come out don't you reckon if they don't have an outlet for it so so for example you could you know i don't know i i disagree with all that why because because it it i think it's really like i think you're right i think it's all it's all these different things but 
just not having sex isn't enough to propel someone to be a pedophile. No, that, I didn't say... I'm not saying, saying you're saying that. I'm just saying that that's the hole in that argument. No, but my argument isn't that that's the cause. Mm. It's that that's one of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, so you, but you, do you disagree that it can be one of them? Uh, I just don't even... I just... I guess I'm not... I guess I, I guess that that could be a small contributor, but I think that... I just think it's so much bigger than that. Like, you know, I don't care how... Like, I just don't think... I don't know. Yeah, well, the other thing is that um, I think there's... I think this is a hard, like a hard I want to talk about. I think that that abuse in general terms, not just sexual abuse, I think abuse, abuse of power mm. specifically, um, is is an institutional part of the Catholic Church. And I think it, it has been mm. for a very, very long time. Mm. And if you look like there's probably a very, very tiny mon- minority of women who are abusers within the catholic church but if you look okay how many women within the catholic church are abusers Mm. are probably a much larger thing because if you think of all the stories of physically or verbally abusive nuns Mm. in in catholic schools Mm. like i think it's having that type of power of being the person who can say if you do this thing you will go to hell like i'm the conduit to the lord that that amount of power is very very uh very what's the word it's it's inebriating to people they get drunk with that power and so people who are predisposed to to use that power in a sexual way Mm. are probably going to be drawn to the catholic church yeah um so that's one of them as well but there's just there's, there's also, so many. There's also the secrecy. I think there's a big thing of, of secrecy within the, the culture of the Catholic Church yeah. that you don't really speak about these things. And so that's why um, both the victims, the perpetrators, and the the bureaucracy of the Catholic Church are all kind of willing to hide these things. Yeah. So, like, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm really interested in it because it's like there's just so many elements to it. And also... I don't know, like, I guess, like, it just the fact that the amount of abuse that has been and uh, has been unearthed and you know that that's only one portion of it because so many people don't have the courage or strength to, to speak up and there is so much secrecy and there is so much cover-up. So it's just, like, it's just very, like, it's just really, really, really gross and, like, confronting to know that that happens so much. And, um, and yeah, like... It's just fucking mental. But don't you? But the thing with the dark thing is that you see, I like dark, you know, like a, like serial killers and stuff. I get a little bit into that stuff. But don't isn't there things like, like you know child abuse where you you reach a point where you're like, okay, it's getting too dark for me. Like with this, when you go, okay, you watch a series, but then you're researching it and all this stuff. Mm. Does it get to a weird place with you where you're like, ah, it's um, a bit much? Yeah, like I watched this show on Netflix that was like way too dark. Like it was a bit too dark. Like it was about this um, – a lot of people have watched it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about two brothers that one um, loses his memory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard of that. Yeah, yeah, and then like the other brother, like they – basically they got really badly abused when they were younger and he this guy loses his memory so he doesn't – so the other brother doesn't tell him um, like – he's like, oh, what was our childhood like? And he won't tell him what it was like because – 
it was horrid um and then he ends up having to tell him and it's like so confronting and just the what his mum had done and like it was just awful and this show was very confronting in that way um but no it takes a long time a lot for me to get oh and then it was another moment one time when I was watching this thing about San Francisco suicides San Francisco suicides and it was about all the suicides that happen on the Golden Gate Bridge yeah um and that was like I was like oh this might be a bit much but generally no nothing gets too dark for me um I just get like obsessed and I want to find the answer but I know there is no such thing as the answer I think what really is a curious thing to me is like the fact that this has been going on for years and years and years and years and years and and the fact that like it's just really fucking weird that just the way like I guess it's like is it just a percentage of them that it is or is it actually something that like they're not taught but like weird thing that it's part of it part well, of the the religion of the the pe- the priests or something well i will say the thing that the thing that see problem is when you shine a quote unquote spotlight on this thing it, it's easy to not see the other things around it mm. so for example i i've you know as as part of my work um i've been taught so, some of the statistics are around child abuse and um like like is often stated it's more likely to be someone close to the family mm. that's an abuser. The other thing, which a lot of people don't know, is it's usually um, a young adult male. Mm. So it's actually not someone that's that's likely to be a priest. Mm. Um, and, and I know and I know everyone knows that, but just the. So I think I think we when we shine a spotlight on a church, we we think that it's something about the church itself, but it might be that. The, the sad truth might be that child abuse is actually just really prevalent in yeah, society yeah, as a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the thing I do I do agree that is quite interesting is the level of conspiracy there that they're they're actually conspiring to keep this secret and one and that they let it happen again and again by moving them around. They just move them around. Yeah, and it's just I don't understand if what I don't get is like in a religious way. It's like how do they think that that's okay by God's standards? Like that they're letting this fucking pedo harm ruin people's lives because that's what they're doing they're ruining all these people's lives i don't think i don't think god enters into it i think the catholic church at that level is a political organization yeah and a political organization at a certain level is just about pr it's just about how you look and so they just couldn't admit it because it would just be too damaging to their image um another conspiracy i found really fascinating is and this one hasn't even come out fully yet is the hollywood one Oh yeah, like but it's the, the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing where where there's just there's kind of an open secret in Hollywood that there's not only a um, a sex ring like with Weinstein kind of people, but also there's talk of there being a, a pedophile oh, ring. hundred percent there young, would young actors. Hundred percent there would be, and that's what I think. What this the keepers was was that this priest wasn't just doing it himself; he was bringing in the cops, cop yeah. police people, politicians. It was, and it was the same in that other movie with the brothers. It was not just a pedo. It was people. He he was he had all of these. He had a position of power. He was the chaplain at that the the lo, at the Baltimore cop station. He was the chaplain of the fucking fire. I don't know. All he had, just had all these government officials in his orbit, and he would bring them to the school to have sex with the young girls. Mm-hmm. So it was all these people, and then so then of course he's 
got power within the church. He's got power within the police system. So when it got brought to the police, nothing was done because that because all the other cops are fucking people as well. It's just fucked up. That's what is gets. That's when it gets really sinister. Is when there's these rings of it. Yeah, and and there's something about there's something that I think I find it interesting really psychologically is that predators have a knack for finding victims for finding people that are um that are susceptible to grooming yes but also people that are like-minded yes they have this weird knack of just kind of reading people and going oh this person's gonna go in for it as well oh it's just and you know what the worst thing when you think about it is so based i don't want to ruin it because i really want everyone to watch it it's such a good show um so this young girl had got abused, Catholic girl, had got abused by her uncle. She goes to confession to confess because she feels dirty about it, confesses. And then the priest says, um, I'll need to have a look at you, look you in the face, looks her in the face and then goes back into the thing and says, um, I don't know if God's going to forgive you. This is really bad. I'm going to have to pray on this. Oh, my God. Hmm. Then she gets called into the office and it all starts at the high school. So he had he he heard her in confession say that she'd been abused and light bulb goes off and goes, "Oh, I can abuse her too." Abuses her for years after. Mm. So fucked. Mm. So highly recommend this show. It's absolutely crazy. Um the first episode is slow, so I was about to abandon it, so you've got to get through the first episode. So yeah, that's my obsession for this week. Um as usual, it's dark and disturbed. Yeah. Um, um, I got I got a few things. Let's let's lighten it up here. Okay. Um, I want to say a few things. One thing I got a resentment, which is rare for this this podcast. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, this is a thing I find op- often on Facebook. Is I have friends that like the weirdest. Like they they like McDonald's on Facebook. I don't understand that because then then it's in my feed. It pushes it into my feed because it goes, oh, this person likes this. And I'm like, why yeah, do you like McDonald's pays? Like, I don't think they needed any help. That's you know? very strange. I think that that might be an excuse. How many people like it? Because sometimes I think it's a mistake. Like there would have been an ad or something and they accidentally liked it on the ad. Now, if you go, if you go on your Facebook and you go into McDonald's, there'll be at least 10 of your friends will like the McDonald's page. And you're like, what, what are you doing? Okay, How do you I'm benefit from this? But I, I've seen similar things, not McDonald's, but other other people, other other corporations. And I'm like, that's the one thing, actually, that's a really good point to bring up. Sometimes I don't like things because I think that they've already got enough. Yeah, that they've they don't already, need more. Like, they don't need more support. I know, and I've seen, I've seen that um, I've got three people that like it. Yeah, it's not a lot, but it's weird, right? It's really It's like it's weird. it's very unnecessary. Yeah, it's very strange. Um okay. I got another one. I got a resentment about these people, this this No, racism. hang on, I'm still talking about okay, this. Okay, go on. Um there but there are Instagrams are really good. I actually want to start following them now. Um yeah, so <laughs> Well, I guess Okay. Um, uh, no no no, I just want to say um so I think that that's what I was going to say about this is I uh, yeah so I don't want to like this I wanted to talk about this more is like okay so I have a bookstagram I've got yeah. a book because I like books so and in within each market like don't you think that there's like there's leaders of each market so like in the bookstagram world there's people that have thousands of followers and they get sent 
books, free books from publishers and all this kind of thing. And like you kind of like they're the ones that you want to be, right? Like I would love to be sent books. Yeah. But like there's – and so a part of growing your Instagram thing you have to do is engage, which mm. I don't do with our resentment list and that's maybe why – No, you do very good. Around. I think you've got, no, a, you got low self-esteem about I think social media is great. No, you but I don't – game. I, no, I don't. I don't engage. I don't engage with people I need to engage. Anyway, so but one one of the people – I and I've got a resentment against one of the bookstagram people and I don't like her photos because I just think, oh, she's got like 50,000 people liking it so why should I like it? And it's like, but why can't I be supportive of that person? You know, it's like when people like Kim – sometimes people like Kim Kardashian. Sometimes I will like Kim Kardashian's posts and sometimes I won't. And then I think when I do like it and I see my other friends have liked it, I'm like, why are we liking Kim, Kim Kardashian's posts? She already has enough likes. But the hard thing is what part of that is like a tall poppy thing? Exactly. That you, yeah, that you don't like people just because they're too light. Exactly. And, so, and then it's, it's like dumb. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is it's like – I need to like but then I'm like is it just me that does that is there other people that don't like things like I honestly won't and then I get resentful that I have to like it like so some say someone you know they like of acquaintance has got engaged and all my friends are fucking liked and I'm like I don't really care but I have to like it because it's like a social responsibility to like it yeah yeah Sometimes I say things and you just don't give me anything back. No, no, I agree. I think like you, you, you're fucked either way. What do I do? I have to like it. Do I have to yeah. not like it? Yeah. You have this weird sense of responsibility either way, and mm. um, it's bad. Okay, it's bad well we'll there. move that one now. Well, you're not happy with what I gave. So you. you're back here with the washing. I've seen you've brought the washing in. I brought the washing. You don't. It's good. I'm glad that you've done it. Because the washing was getting stressful for you. There yeah, was crackheads. Really there was there was so much going on. Do you feel on. that my washing machine well not mine, it comes with the house, but do you feel like it washes your clothes better? It does. Cause like I, you know what, I'm starting to think that your superstition with the washing machine, you're like, that washing machine back at the Alba Laundry, um, twenty six minutes, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. I spent about fifty dollars there too. It was yeah, like, yeah. It's very it expensive. It was so expensive. Um but I got well, your resentments? I gotta get into another resentment here. I don't like this. There's, there's, there's this prejudice against people because of coronavirus. It's brought out brought out some bad prejudice. One of them is these people hating on this practice of eating bats because we we said coronavirus comes from from eating bats, and so people immediately have gone to we'll just don't eat bats. But the thing I want to say is, nearly a quarter of mammals are bats, and so, and these people have got to eat. Don't judge them for eating a bat. It's a lot of people eat bats. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, bats are disgusting though like I, they're like flying rats they're absolutely horrendous creatures i i used to think bats were cool because it was like spooky and halloweenish and shit but like when i actually saw a bat in life i was disgusted it's they're they're, they're horrendous well i i know but i don't think we should be shaming people for for what they eat um and people are saying oh you know this whole thing started because people ate an undercooked bat and i'm thinking what have you have you cooked everything perfectly before? You know, sometimes we we don't cook things yeah, the, the it's amount true they statement. should. It's true so statement. I think you know what? Let's let's all eat bats. Let's get back to no, that. No, I don't want a bat. Um, I want to say one more thing, and then we will get the fuck out of here. Um, oh, sorry, this went. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, this time flies, baby. Um, so it was a hot one today. Um, so I want to say I've I've been thinking I've been smelling lately the smell the human smell that you hate. Oh my and god, think, have you? I think yeah, I hate it. I smell You know, so you so know basically it? when I get up from bed, mm. I smell it. At the end of the day, oh, I that smell means it's it. you. 
No, it doesn't mean it is me. Everyone has it. And I tell you what, I've realized what it is. And this is going to turn into a Ben's words of wisdom here. Is If you smell the human smell, you want to get rid of it. I'm going to tell you what it is. And I'm going to tell you how to get rid of it, baby. Um, What it is is... It is Jesus, the smell. Jesus, you're so animated right what now. What it is, it's that coffee got me going. That coffee, got, sometimes cons- you have a coffee and you're just high as a bloody Was it good? I was tell my you, coffee oh, good? Oh, it's a good coffee, baby. It's a good coffee. I am going 100 miles an hour right now. Um, Jesus so Christ. It's the smell of the scalp. That's what would do you in. So what you've got to do is, when you have a shower, oh, first I've got to explain it. So what happens is, you have natural oils on your head. And then also your head is a main part where you sweat. So when the oils mix with the sweat, what you got, my friend, you got a cocktail of disaster. That thing's going to smell. That thing's going to smell bad. It's going to be an awful time for you. So what you want to do is, when you have a shower, you don't just rinse the hair. You're not going to wash the hair every day because that's not good for your hair. But what you can do, and what I've been doing, is you want to rinse your hair and you want to, you want to stroke it. You want to stroke it what with your hands fuck? and you want to just give it a real solid rinse out to rinse all that oil and that sweat off. And then you get out of the shower. You're as fresh as a daisy. Baby. Okay. So you're so, saying that the, the human smell is the oil from your head and the sweat. Yeah. They mix together and it smells bad. It's a bad news bear. And you, you have to, you have to quite liberally, you know, kind of stroke it or, or brush it while you're running water over it. Mm. That'll get those oils out. And I tell you what, you'll be, you'll be smelling like a bloody flower, mate. Mm, yeah, well, you don't stink today, so... Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we want some resentments. Uh, the resentment list at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so that you know, because we're, we're, we've been shitting out some bonus apps lately, um, so you'll be the first to know that a bonus app has come before we even advertise it, because mm-hmm. sometimes we're a bit slow on the uptake. Um, and rate and review us if you can. We'd really appreciate it, because we want to keep going, and those kind of accolades help us be seen and also help our ego make us feel good um and they egg us on to keep going otherwise we kind of feel like we're just doing this for nothing Mm -hmm. uh yeah so have a good week um we hope you're okay in iso and bang bada boom all right see you later bye